Hello folks, welcome to episode three of the Life Afloat podcast. I hope uh, you enjoy this episode, which I recorded from my kayak when I um, paddled out into Loch Brackadale, tentatively paddling, I should say, after my recent health scare and my admission into um, Inverness Hospital. So I hope you enjoy this episode and um, as always, sit back and relax. Well, I'm uh, <laughs> about to get on the water for the first time since um, since I had my health scare, and uh, it's a perfect day to be kayaking today. It's absolutely wonderful. It's a, one of those high-pressure days where um, the sea is absolutely flat calm. There's light, white, puffy clouds in the sky with eggshell blue sky beyond. So. Um, it's beautiful and the views are incredible. This, the air is very clear as I can see for huge distance. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. So I'm just going to do a wee paddle today to see how I feel. I'm um, staying with uh, Jim and Carol uh, who have kindly put me up since my health scare and uh, been looking after me very very generously and very warmly. So I'm staying with them on Harlush, uh, the Harlush Peninsula. Um, on the Isle of Skye and uh, so I'm just paddling out from the bit of shoreline today I'm just going for a wee burl an hour or so just to see how I feel and uh, see how it goes so a bit of a rocky launch and um, yeah maybe not the best way to test my sea legs There we are, she's afloat. Right, next task is to get into the kayak. I do notice that I'm feeling um, extraordinarily wobbly. So that's me in without mishap. And paddling away from the shore now. That's lovely. Let's put my spray deck on. That's good. Thank you. 
Well, I'm afloat and I'm paddling along the shore again. That's lovely. I do feel kind of out of body-ish at the moment. It's, um, it's a strange feeling. I have a, a strange sensation inside my head where it feels like I'm underwater and um, it just feels a bit sloshy <laughs> is the best way to describe it I guess. I feel, I don't feel nauseous but um, I don't feel great either but I think um, that is going to only get better of course and uh, to be honest really what I would like to do is is just tackle it head on really and uh, when I'm ready to set off just go and, and put up with it. The other thing I, I struggle with at the moment is fatigue, very easily fatigued, get quite frustrated with myself for feeling weak and ineffectual as a result but here I am and I'm on the water which is uh, which is the main thing and that's uh, that's a big big step forward for me given that uh, 10 days ago or so I was uh, lying in a hospital bed well for those of you who um, have come to this podcast without knowing who I am I'll introduce myself uh, my name's Nick Ray and um, I'm halfway through, or well I'm over halfway through, a year-long kayaking journey, sea kayaking journey around the Scottish coastline. I set off from Tobermory in August last year, 2022, with the aim of returning, returning to August, to Tobermory rather, <laughs> in August this year, 2023. So I set off on my 59th birthday and I will be returning on my 60th birthday so in a way this is my rite of passage into my 60s and uh, basically I'm just paddling at the pace of nature and I'm exploring the incredible Scottish coastline as intricately as I can and uh, taking great delight in doing so of course as well it's absolutely amazing and uh, I was uh, paddling around the Isle of Skye um, doing pretty well actually and I'd paddled into Loch Brackadale and uh, very kindly Carol and Jim, two people who follow me on Twitter, invited me to stop for the night at their house on the Harlash Peninsula in Loch Brackadale. And unbeknownst to them and unbeknownst to me, we were to become the firmest of friends. <laughs> um, I um, I landed and uh, went up to the house and was welcomed in and uh, at the time I had uh, a, a dose of gout which was incredibly painful so um, I decided well I decided not to kayak the next day I went to the doctor instead and uh, the doctor prescribed me some anti-inflammatories for the for the gout which was incredibly painful and I took those and that evening I think it was I uh, experienced a numbness down the side of my the right hand side of my face uh, while we were having dinner and I began to find it difficult to eat and speak uh, my first thought was this could be a stroke but I didn't entertain the idea for very long and um, 
I just thought put it down to the side effects of the the drug I was taking for my my gout. So um, went to bed that night. Um, I woke up in the morning and found that uh, the numbness was even even worse, and my speech was uh, incredibly thick. I could hardly move my lips and speak very well at all. So I phoned NHS 24 up here in Scotland, described my symptoms. I was put onto a nurse straight away, and the nurse, without hesitation, uh, told me to sit tight and wait for the local ambulance to arrive, and uh, which they duly did within about 45 minutes, which I think is incredible out, out here on the Isle of Skye and living as uh, remotely as Carol and Jim do. The ambulance crew arrived and uh, went about their their procedures incredibly thoroughly and uh, diagnosed a stroke and um, because uh, I'd left calling them for longer than eight hours uh, it was decided that they would drive me through to Regmore Hospital in Inverness rather than call a helicopter and get me flown through which they would have done if, if I'd called them the night before. And so I found myself in an ambulance and uh, been driven through to Inverness, um, which was a three-hour drive from where we were, from where I was on the Isle of Skye. It was a very long journey, just lying there in my, <laughs> with my own thoughts. Uh, and then went into uh, accident and emergency in Inverness and um, underwent a series of tests, of course lots of blood taken and then uh, the diagnosis of a, of a stroke was enhanced I suppose people you know the, the doctors thought that was the case and I was taken up to a, a general admission ward and admitted to hospital by which time my wife had arrived Karen had arrived and my family members had all been informed and that was it so um, I was in hospital so I think for about five days undergoing a whole range of incredibly thorough examinations uh, including a very thorough uh, MRI scan and uh, more blood samples and then finally a, um, a lumbar puncture where they uh, examined my cerebral spinal fluid my spinal fluid I suppose and thankfully the diagnosis came back that um, I'm clear <laughs> that my capillaries and arteries and um, veins showed no sign of a thrombosis of any kind and were actually I was actually uh, fighting fit and um, really what the problem was was a, a Bell's palsy and that's uh, that's what caused the numbness and the paralysis on the right hand side of my face and I was discharged immediately which was fantastic with a, a dose of uh, steroids Another medication uh, with the instruction to um, to look after myself and yeah so uh, that's uh, that's what happened and uh, found my way back to Sky and then um, then for my convalescence I went down to Ross and Y to stay with my parents with my wife uh, celebrated my mum's birthday down there and kept my wife's birthday down there and then arrived back on Sky last night after a very long. 12-hour journey back up from England to Scotland, up to up to the island, and here I am this morning, back on the water, giving myself a a paddle, 
and um, it's lovely to be out. So that's the story. <laughs> it's quite a story, really. You know, sort of mid-journey to suddenly find myself with a suspected uh, stroke. It was an incredible shock, and it took me took me completely by surprise. I didn't expect it whatsoever. The strange thing is, though, when um, when it was all going down, you know, after I'd phoned NHS 24, I um, I kind of just sunk into a into a, a morose acceptance of the whole situation. I um, I was shocked at first. I, I remember being tearful. And I think the tears I, I expressed and and sobbed out when uh, when I heard the nurse say that they were calling the the ambulance um, were of loss. Really, <laughs> that uh, I, I, I was um, sad to think that my journey was about to come to an end and that uh, that 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 was it really and. Uh, I would no longer be able to continue. And then after that, after I'd expressed my tears and uh, my sadness, I, I kind of just became quite matter-of-fact and um, accepted the inevitable. So as, as I lay on the ambulance driving over, I didn't think, you know, why me? And isn't this awful? I didn't enter those thoughts, really. I kind of just lay there waiting for the process to unfold and to see what happened next and accept what befell me. Tried not to think about uh, the fact that this might be the end of my journey and um, I would no longer continue. I was taking each moment as it came and then when I arrived in accident and emergency and uh, with all the business around me and you know with everything that was going on I kind of just found myself being incredibly compliant. <laughs> you know just accepting uh, my lot as it was uh, seemingly dealt moment by moment um, you know when uh, when it was kind of confirmed that it was a stroke and that I w would eventually find my way onto a stroke unit or stroke ward I uh, I don't remember feeling a sense of horror or fear or any any emotion that would um, that would have belied an, un an undercurrent within me I kind of just um, just thought this is something that I've got to get on with and and, um, and deal with. It was only a few days into my stay on the hospital that I on the ward that I began to feel a sense of moroseness. And uh, um, after I'd seen the, I think it was the um, the occupational therapist or the no physiotherapist. That's that's who they were when they came to see me and they, you know, they were pretty firm about me not paddling again for another six months at least. Uh, I I suddenly realized that uh, that there were consequences to the um, the diagnosis of a stroke I mean really I think because I hadn't been badly affected at you know by what I thought was a stroke I hadn't lost any use of my limbs you know, I could still use my hands and my feet and although I was wobbly when I stood up and uh, I had a slight weakness in my right arm which I think added to the the confusion with the diagnosis uh, other than that, and my and my speech, I suppose, which was very thick and um, difficult, you know, to form words. There was there wasn't really anything that I was concerned about physically. You know, I thought uh, I'd come off quite lightly, and uh, you know, I was going to be okay to to carry on paddling. But um, when I broached the subject later with a doctor, the doctor again, like the physiotherapist, was uh, far more cautious. 
uh, with regard to uh, you know my recovery process and my my recovery pathway and uh, I began to realize that um, that there was every possibility that I when I left hospital I would be returning back to the Isle of Mull and not to my kayak here on my, on uh, the Isle of Skye and uh, that uh, that was difficult to to comprehend and that's when I began to sink into a into a, a kind of a depression I guess and uh, I, I did feel very despondent then so yeah so that uh, that was that was the difficulty at the time and then uh, as the tests went on and uh, I was uh, heartened by some of the the mood music that was uh, beginning to to emerge from from the doctors they were they were beginning to question the diagnosis and they were being extra thorough with their techniques and their examinations um, I began to hope that um, that I'd be okay and of course after the the results of the MRI scan, scan came back and then uh, just to be sure they did a, 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 uh, a lumbar puncture and the results came back clear there as well you know I had no infection that uh, could complicate matters I was free to go with a diagnosis of a Bell's palsy which um, I will recover from, <laughs> uh, as so many people do, and I'm incredibly thankful to be here and sitting in my kayak. Incredibly thankful for the swift in intervention of the the uh, ambulance crew, the paramedics who came to my to my aid and drove me all the way through to Inverness. The incredible thoroughness and professionalism and uh, compassion shown by the the doctors and the nursing staff in the accident and emergency, and then of course the care I received on the ward in the hospital right from the people who brought the food did the cleaning and uh, through to the, the consultants who would come and see me regularly during the day to check up on how I was doing and ask me more questions and suggest new avenues to explore and um, were incredibly thorough and of course the dedicated nursing staff who were in my opinion just uh, wonderful in in every respect with regard to their patience and oh, just their level of hard work really <laughs> um, it was a high turnover ward very busy ward so um, you know they were certainly kept on their feet with uh, with people coming and going and different presentations of of illness and accident and emergency to deal with so um, absolutely fantastic so uh, that's the story and uh, here I am so I'm going to continue my journey Going to continue paddling, uh, continue on my way, um, but I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to press myself very hard. Um, it's easy to think that I've got uh, to rush. I've got to catch up. I, f I do feel like I've uh, lost ground. You know, I've lost two weeks worth of kayaking. I'm still on the Isle of Skye. You know, it's going to take me longer than a month to get round Skye. But that's the nature of the the expedition and. Uh, this medical intervention, the medical sidestep, is all part of the story. You know, when I look at it like that, it's an incredibly rich element to the story as well. You know, when I'm paddling and I have time to process what occurred, I'm certain that I will look upon it as, um, as something that was probably beneficial. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's offered me the opportunity to to come face to face with my um, my mortality, I suppose. I mean, I wasn't in any danger of dying, I don't think. Although I was suspected of having had a stroke, it certainly wasn't suspected to be a severe stroke. 
I suppose the only thing they, they were concerned about was the nature of the stroke, if it had been a stroke, whether it was a bleed on the brain or a clot of some sort, and whether it would occur again and whether I was susceptible to, to something else happening. But uh, no, um, yeah, I had the opportunity to, to stop and think about uh, my health and what my health means to me and how until this, this point, you know, I'd, um, I'd been mindful of my physical health. I've certainly been very mindful of my mental health, as uh, many of you will know. But I haven't really been um, ultra careful with my physical health in terms of my diet or yeah in terms of um, making sure I have the right vitamins entering my body etc all those things I kind of just um, I just uh, accept my body as it is it's always been there to serve me you know and uh, I've generally been a very fit and healthy individual you know I've had some scares along the way physically you know um, but you know up until this point I'd been paddling well I was strong. I was fit. Uh, there was no, there were no signs of any, any impending emergency of any kind. Um, I was aware that I ha have uh, the makings of blo high blood pressure, but um, other than that, I'd taken myself for granted, I guess. So this, um, this episode this visit to Regmore Hospital and my subsequent recovery has caused me to take a step backwards and uh, look at myself very carefully and not to be so blase I guess about just jumping in my kayak and paddling off and expecting myself to perform at a very high level all the time so from now on I'm going to be careful about my diet which is important you know um, on this journey so far I haven't really paid much attention to a, a, a full and wholesome diet i've been quite uh, quite uh, relaxed about what i've been eating uh, ease up on my alcohol intake i've not um well since since i've uh, been admitted to hospital two or two an odd week two odd weeks ago i've not had any alcohol and um, at the moment i have no desire to to enjoy a dram so i uh I'll see how that how long that lasts <laughs> but uh, I certainly don't want to have a repeat of my gout because that was incredibly painful and that um, you know that was uh, hard to actually that was in a way much harder than the than the stroke I guess <laughs> it did mean that uh, coming ashore and la and launching every day was very very painful and uh, putting on my kayaking boots because my gout was in my left foot and it affected my left big toe the, the knuckle joint of my left big toe and oh it was um, agonizing uh yeah so uh, yeah so i'm going to look after myself so that i don't get a repeat of that yeah, and just uh just be mindful of um of being healthy so it's so beautiful out here there's a keen breeze now just picked up so I'm not going to paddle very far I'm just staying in uh, in the bay where I am just allowing myself to drift in the in the breeze and it's uh, good to feel balanced um, I don't 
don't feel although I have a kind of I talked about that kind of um, underwater sensation in my head it's not affecting my balance in the kayak which is good I'm uh, doing okay yep absolutely lovely head back in now I think I've been out for an hour just paddling around and uh, enjoyed myself just paddling back into the shore and leave my kayak down here ready for when I depart Looking forward to getting going again, that's for certain. Getting underway and getting into the rhythm of my paddling expedition once more. Packing my kayak with all my, with all my belongings and uh, arriving at uh, the end of the day and unpacking and setting up a new camp. And having had a good day on the water. And always exploring the coastline, which I just love doing. You know, just finding all these incredible little inlets and bays and islands and skerries and yeah just so much so thanks very much for joining me in my um, my first foray out <laughs> and I uh, hope that uh, that you enjoyed listening to me rabbit on about my travails with my health I promise you it won't be like this all the time. That was just, uh, hopefully, just just a one-off. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen again anyway. And uh, I'll talk about uh, more interesting things uh, as, they, as they emerge for the rest of the expedition. So, uh, yeah, I will see you again or chat to you again soon. Take care and all the best.